Updog, my man, Labatt Blue. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. Uh, hanging in your garage, watching <laughs> UFC, playing pool. Having a hot tub. Come on, baby. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Updog, always enjoy responsibly. Beer Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Up dog fella, look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. What's missing curfew? It's when you kind of play guilty, but you show up. How nice is a green light on the road, though? No practice tomorrow, no playing, just go. Scotty Upshaw in the clear, and he scores! A few laughs, a little bit of fun, and obviously a lot of hockey talk. You're listening to Missing Curfew. The lads. Fella. My man. Fella Tour is about to launch off. And by the way, speaking of launching off, or these guys in the show are now on their, their team breaks. So uh, so, I've, to- so I've been seeing on social media. Yeah, you, There were still these bye weeks when you were in the league, right? Yeah, there was. But now I feel like the teams have, like, whether three days early or three days later on these breaks because... It used to be just a straight up like five days, these are it. But I feel like some guys were in Punta Mita or you know, Weeksy, Columbia. Weeksy Baby's in Punta Mita. Yeah, is that where he is? The Four yeah, Seasons. I'm hitting a nice iron there. Yeah. Nice tee shot. Well, listen, so Weeksy, mo- most of the teams are off. There's a couple teams that are still stranded playing. The Blue Jackets and Blues, the Kraken and Sharks are still playing. Yeah. So these guys will get their bye after yeah. they're getting it deep. Yeah, deep so my, the my question to you would be, would you want your break before or after the All-Star break? I, I got my answer. I'd want it before. Yeah, I'll me tell too. you why. Tell me. Because the longer you wait, these teams are back at it and they're fucking humming. And yeah. you're going to come back and get absolutely exploited. Yeah, that's true. I was, I was thinking the other way because then I would use the actual All-Star break weekend to then come back and kind of recover Right, and then boom! As soon as the All Star game's over, you're back into it. Yeah, and so because you love the skills comp so much, you'd want to watch. Yeah, it. yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like right now, you're on a bender. So then the bender's going on, and then you know you get home Friday or whatever, or yeah. even fly home Saturday, and then you got the Saturday Sunday. I mean, listen, there's no games till Monday. Yeah, I just think. See what I'm saying? So yeah, say like the Blues and the Kraken tonight, who don't get their All Star break until yeah, you know, it's going to be Wednesday of this week. Teams are already have been off since Saturday. They're going to come back, you know, four days after these guys have been practicing. They've been playing already a game or two, and they're going to get caught on the first PK early, and it's going to be tick tack tizzy and yeah. fucking back of the net, and your dash one, and your coach is looking at you like, how much fucking beers did you have? Over exactly. There? How much fun did you have? Yeah. And then it was a lot. If you are an all-star, I think having your break before the all-star game is great, right? Because right now, like McKinnon and the boys in Colorado, Dreisaitl and the boys in Edmonton are on their break right now. Yeah. So you go, I'm sure they don't go as hard as we used to go on the on the on the on the all-star or bye week. But now you have your fun. Then you go to your all-star game, get back in the swing of things, and then come right in. Like I think these all-star guys that had the break before, which is most of them, will come back coming even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting take from our boy Sean Avery too on his pod. Um, it was hilarious. Did you hear it? I saw. I saw his clip. Yeah. What what he did hit bang on. I I don't know if a lot of the the guys and the wives are loading up a G five. I don't know if guys are writing those checks. You know, you'd hope they are because there's a lot of money being made by the you know older, younger, or if you're an whatever married guy. Yeah. If you're an all star. You should have your own private. Place. Yeah, but most of the guys affording the G five might be in the game. Yeah. So they're not flying anyone's wife anywhere, but besides their own and their family. But anyway, the the one I loved was when he said Zeegs, and he's like, he's got the babes already on the tarmac and ready to go. And the one thing I will say is, it took me a while to teach and even understand myself 
just had to do a proper all-star break. It, it took me well into my, you know, late 20s before I realized like, you know, if you're going to go get a big ass house in Cabo or you're going to get, you know, that beach shack down in or other Punta Mita or Miami, wherever the case may be, you better bring some because you don't want to be out there just with you and your boys. You're all no tans. You've been, you've been, you know, you haven't seen sunshine for how long and you're going in and the single boys are like, you know, where are they all at? Like, you know, it's, it's tough just going in just Han Solo. You might as well bring a, you know, bring a couple. I mean, I went to Vegas every all-star break, Han Solo, and did, <laughs> I fucking did just fine. But like, Cobble, I mean, Cobble too, come on, man. You don't need... No, you bring some, whether you, wait, just to have them. Yeah? Just so, you know, you go to the dinners and they're they're there, they look good. It just attracts more. Yeah. It, it brings the more, the the vibe to the to the boys. So you and brought... You know, you some brought... boys are going to be there and they fall in love immediately. That's kind of not the case, but just to have them showcase, you know, a nice trip, four days, all expenses paid for, yeah. just to, you know. I think Cabo is a, like one of the places where you, you, if you're single, you don't bring chicks because they're everywhere, everywhere. Well, I know, but still, you still, you're not tied down to anything. Put it that way. Well, when you bring them, well, I think most girls would think if you bring it, no, oh, you're tied down you to just, them. No, 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 no? Just, no. It's it's good just to. Like, you know. Hey, here, sign this waiver. It says right here that you don't. I don't have to. We're not in a relationship for the. Well, well, okay, different, right? Relationships, totally different. Guys, that's why I think there's a there's got to be the fine line, like a border wall of you know, yeah, you know, the high fenced one with the the barbed wire. It just says, hey, this is very nonchalant. You're gonna come in. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be super chill. We're going to be teeing it up. You're going to be at the pool with your, you know, with your babes. Um, go grab some tacos and, you know, whatnot down at, <laughs> down at, uh, a taco. at Nowhere Bar or wherever. And then we were going to meet up for a nice dinner and it's going to be super chill. Might end up at the strip club later. We might end up at, you know, Mandela, Mandela, but it's yeah. going to be very, you know, it's just, there's no pressure. No pressure. No, listen, listen, I, you know, when I was single, there's places where you want to bring you know, girls, right? I went to one all-star break in Aspen. I brought some girlfriends with me with a couple of my boys, Windbag and the Fact Daddy. Um, obviously, if you go to a place like Maui, I think you, you know, bring a, a, a friend that you know, a girl with you. Um, there's places you do bring girls. Yeah. Cabo, in my opinion, is not one of them if you're single. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, see, so this is what I would say to that, is Maui is a couple's destination. Yeah. So as soon as you invite someone to, to Maui, they immediately think it's it's oh wow this guy's super nice he's actually bringing me Hawaii never been to Hawaii yeah you know never never seen the you know, oh, sunset over vibe, the island for sure when they go to Cabo it's like okay it's so so what's the situation do we each have our own room yes of course we're gonna give you the left wing of the house you, you have four girls take the whole two bedrooms it's it's yours and then the guys whether it's you know three or four guys you don't want to have good numbers. They just started, they got the other rooms and, and it's, it's a, uh, oh, okay, so Cabo's a party town. It's very nonchalant. Like, you know, there's no pressure at all. That's, I don't know. I, at least that's the way I always approach the situation. So me teaching, you know, the younger guys at the time, it was like, Hey, it's nonchalant. Like, you know, these are some of the coolest girls that we met this year. And you know, no one's one on, you know, no one's got this like relationship with any of them. So they're a perfect group to bring. And then you play it by ear. Listen, I think as long as they don't care when you go golfing, because the boys are going to go tee it up. I think it's a win-win situation. Is yeah. what you're talking about. But my, I mean, I was always a staple where I was going to Vegas. Right? I went to Vegas to meet Loops. Usually, uh, I don't know if me and you ever did Vegas together for the All Star break because I think you were in Mel then. Yeah, but I did come in one year when I, uh, I so I went to Vail quickly with her. We finished in Denver. Yeah, and I went to Vail. You might have actually went to Aspen that year. But I went to Vail for two days. I only know this because we, we stayed at the Four Seasons and I sprained my ankle first day skiing. Like, I mean, busted. I, I got cut off by, it was my first time ever You were skiing, skiing over all side break? Yeah. <laughs> I went skiing, sprained my ankle. And then and then I go to You're Vegas. Skiing, so we, yeah. we leave Vail and I'm literally with the ice bags on. Go right to Vegas for a two-nighter. And then I went to this crazy zoo. Like, we, we went out to this zoo outside of Vegas and I was petting fucking Siberian tigers. You remember those photos I had with... Yeah, all back. I think and they so. were, were, it was badass. I remember, um, you remember, uh, who was the, the D man played in Long Island, but he had all the fucking crazy animals. Do you remember him back in the day? Long hair. I played with Brandon him. Witt. Brandon Witt. He sets me up. I text Witt because I played with him a couple of years before, and I'm like, hey, you know, I saw you and your wife and the kids, like whether it's on Facebook or something, you're with this crazy, like, lion tamer guy, yeah. you know, and then I, I heard it was the animals, like, in, in, um, uh, 
what's it the hangover like mike tyson's tiger and stuff like it was those animals in those movies were what this guy had on his farm and the guy's like yeah wit was like go see this guy he's an hour out of town but get a limo blah blah so we go in there and yeah after like two or three days of of you know partying pretty good and bailing there and we go in hung titty to this to this fucking farm i remember the guy opened up the gate he's like all right go in i go what go in and so we go in and this fucking big ass tigers, man, the way <laughs> you like pet them and stuff is wild. But, uh, that was, I, I was sure you were in Vegas with us that time. No, no, I don't remember that. I wasn't with mm. you. I don't think me and you ever did a Vegas for all-star break together, which probably Just looking post. back was probably good. Well, we probably did, good. Yeah. We did a lot of Vegas trips in the off season. Yeah. Um, I, I saw Aves's clip. I don't know what he's talking about with all the like private aviation hockey players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Zegers is the, what's he making five? No, is he signed a, uh, four? We could look this up probably, but I think he got a four-year six mil. Did he get six? So that's pretty four-year six mil. But you're, he's not at the point yet where he's flying around. I mean, you could probably take a private plane from here to Vegas. But no, I, like I, w I would tell him not to fly private. I'd oh, yeah. just be like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you just look like that guy early. It's not perfect. Yeah. There's a time and a place. Do you remember think back like maybe we should have just actually taken the break for what it was supposed to be an absolute so break? many times because I Especially come back. When I was older, bro. Oh, dude, I you come back really enjoy break, it. Yeah. and I'm like, I need a break for my break. Yeah, you got to enjoy it. Yeah, but I went I, too hard. So I had a prime better. opportunity coming back one year. Um, Hitchcock was our coach in St. Louis. And I, of course, we go to Cabo, Billy Quinn's house. God, well, what a shot. Sean Flashup, Quinn, or and, uh, and listen, I get back. I'm going to see Billy soon. My first period of the game, I'm on the fucking first line, Obes, right? I'm like, I haven't been on the first line in, you know, 10 years. Since Kootenai. Yeah. Or Kamloops. Since Kamloops. <laughs> and I'm on the first line in first period. Like the puck was just, I was fighting it, you know? And, and of course it's just, I have him looking over my shoulder and I know he's like, I'm giving you this fucking opportunity right now. And what you're doing is proving to me that you had way too much fun in Cabo, right? Like, yeah. you know, I should have came back a day earlier. I should have fucking, and I was just like, ah. Oh. That's a gutless move by Hitch, though. Giving you that opportunity when he knows. No, no, no. He I wanted it. Your I wanted it. He knows you're I'm coming a pretty back. good hang hungover player. I yeah, wanted. but there's a difference between having a night, one night on the road, to going on a full all-star bender and coming back and trying to play on the top line. I know. Dude, my, my first game after all-star break, you want to talk about keeping it simple. I probably should have done it more in my career, but I was just up the wall, up the wall. like up In the Denver? Any, any all-star break. Okay. When I first came back, up the wall, up the wall, change. Up the wall, change. Don't touch anyone. Don't talk to anyone. I'm just looking at that clock, hoping I can go even faster because I want out of that game. The one thing I will say is, is uh, down the stretch as I was older, you know, Billy's got the nice gym upstairs. A eh? beautiful view, nice gym. Yeah, I, I was in there and I get up there and I do some abs, I do some you know body weight squats. I'd stretch it out, stretch the body. Then we go play a little tennis. Like he, we're moving around, you know, and we golf a bit. Yeah, we're dancing. You know, doing a little dancing. Mandela, Mandela. So it's not like I was just sitting there and getting pinned at a bar, like with the bar back, and uh, you know, just drinking tequila. That's what day. I was doing. Yeah. That's what I was doing. <laughs> hey, listen, we we talk about you know being jealous of hockey players. Uh, I, I'm not typically jealous, except for every two weeks when they get paid. But I'm jealous when I see these boys. Yeah, this time of year where they're just letting it, letting it eat. Thank so God, bless you, boys. Enjoy yeah, them. Enjoy all it because you might have eight. You might have two in your career. You might have eight All Star breaks. Uh, or you might, you know, like us, we got up into the teens. So uh, yeah. it was it was a good time. Enjoy it. It just goes by so fast. Sure does. Like as soon as that final buzzer goes and you come in after the game and hopefully you won, but if you lost, if you lost, you're like, ah, okay, we're going. You're so excited, and then all of a sudden you're back on that flight back home. You're like, oh my god, I got practice tomorrow. Like, oh yeah, oh, oh man. And then you're back at it. You're back. At the it. paychecks so, keep coming. Yeah, that's true. Uh, up dog NFL playoff championship Sunday. Um, Couple really good games. Uh, I obviously didn't hit my my future bet. The Chiefs they stuck it to oh, me, but it's a good try though, bro. I'll tell you what, man. This you know, Patty Mahomes. This this team. I watched this Chiefs team play a lot this year, um, and and they just didn't have it heading into the playoffs. And whatever that freezing cold day in, in Arrowhead, the game I was at against the Dolphins. Whatever they found that day, they've continued to bring it on. Kelsey was unbelievable. Love him or hate him for what he's doing with all the Taylor Swift bullshit. I mean, I think he had twelve catches. Um, what a win for them, man. I'll tell you right now, I am not going to bet against them in the Super Bowl. I feel bad for Lamar Jackson. Uh, and you know what? The dumb-dumb, of course, his name is Flowers because the guy is a tool. Yeah. The, the taunting penalty, you're, you're, what are you doing? Oh, I thought you meant Larry Flowers. What are you doing? Well, yeah, him too, but yeah. the Flowers, the receiver for the Ravens. <laughs> like, dude, don't, don't. You just made the biggest play of the game. Don't, don't spin the ball like a donkey. Don't do it. I just get up and go to the line. And then – 
I, I get you're trying to get in, but like you can't. I, I don't think from the four yard line, it's easy for me to say from the bar at AO, but to lean over, they lose the ball, touchback. You can't give the Chiefs you that can't, opportunity. No, no, no. And that that to me is one of the biggest plays I, I can remember in in my modern day watching the NFL football, having some money on it was I, he's an inch away from that the tip of the ball crossing that line and being a touchdown, and he's a star. He, you know, he becomes the star of the game. Yeah, um, I know it's gonna be tough. You know, I watched the first. Uh, I watched the first quarter. You know, I was in the desert. Watched the first quarter there with some pretty cool people who uh, who also had some money on the game. And watching Patty Mahomes out of the gate, it was like, uh oh, yeah, just because his passes were on. I think he made the first eleven or twelve completions to start the game off methodical drives took time off the clock played just KC fucking Andy Reid football um you know as underdogs I read going in that that the goat Patty Mahomes was nine one and one against being like when when underdogged yeah when you look at that it's 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 there for a reason those stats don't those stats don't lie and in a conference final game like that or you know that's conference final yeah like championship Sunday He's just – that's when he turns it on. That's when Patty Mahomes is a guy that uh, makes plays based on his instincts. He's brave, stands in there, he's tough, gets hit, fucking runs. Yeah. And, you know, having those weapons still that that now, unlike earlier in the season when you had Patty Mahomes, your quarterback in fantasy, and none of his receivers could catch a cold beach ball. Couldn't catch a cold. Now – yeah, couldn't catch a cold. Um, now what they have is uh, – you know, a pedigree of, of we've done it before, we've been here, and now heads up. No shit. Crazy. And I'm at A&O. Shout out to Todd Pickup, Tom Riley, the boys. A&O is a great establishment. Mm-hmm. But it's a classy establishment. I'm in there with $20,000 on the line on my futures bet, and I'm yelling at the TVs and shit. I'm, I'm going pure K-Watch. I'm yelling at the TVs, this and that. <laughs> and it's just turning on me. And I got this pigeon sitting beside me. And, and, and shout out, this is where I'm going, this Kansas City's defense. has been unbelievable all year. Steve Spagnola. Spagnola? Is that how you say it, Max? Spagnola. 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 Spatula. Spamoni. Spamoni. Spags, they call him, right? They call him Spags? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick to that. His buddy, the, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not John Madden, but I was watching the, the, he had two guys here, a guy here, a guy over here, and he had Lamar just, just in one. And this guy beside me is like, oh man, the Chiefs defense all year has been brutal. I can't believe they're playing this good. Oh my God, they're defense. Finally, I go, hey, dummy. They're top five in defense, and they haven't given up 30 points all year. So can you stop saying their defense sucks, please? Can you stop? And he kind of looked at me like that, and I just turned my shoulder back around like that. And within like five minutes, he got his check and left. I was like, sorry, pick. But I just couldn't listen to this guy continue to say to his girlfriend, who was a Chiefs fan, that their Chiefs the defense has been brutal all year. Their yeah. defense has been unbelievable, man. They have, yeah. They've been sick. I mean, they stopped Josh Allen in the fourth quarter last, you know, last week, and that to to do that in a in a stage like that in Buffalo in that weather, I mean that's that's Dude, championship football. They've went into Buffalo and then in Baltimore, yeah, in two hostile environments and came out of there. Listen, we're gonna get into our picks, but I I, I just it's amazing what they've done. Um, hey, listen, I'll say one thing. I, I, at least I, I bagged on Taylor Swift a lot. At least she was down there on the field with her man, yeah. his arm around her. Yeah, I mean, you know what? He actually he actually looked like a fucking G, yeah. Kelsey, right? With the the richest, most famous chick in the world, and he's got his thing around his shoulder. Like I was like, all right, fella, I get yeah, it now. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe I get it now. Maybe it's just jealousy I've been talking about this whole time. <laughs> all of us, all of us, all right? right? I thought that was it. The most real moment I've ever seen. Yeah, like the rest of showing her in the box and cheering with all her rich, famous friends. I'm like, all right, this could be a publicity stint. But that to me seemed like they actually really care about each other, and that was pretty cool. I thought. Yeah, no, I think what you're saying is is. Um, you know, after all the shenanigans this year, uh, there's no way she could have done that earlier. But when you get to put on, you know, the championship hat with the T-shirt and you get to just get buckled down there, you know, yeah, it's only fitting that that became yeah her moment to be on the field like that. Yeah, shenanigans know? is a good word. Yeah. Hey, by the way, have you guys, remember the movie Super Troopers? He's like, if one more person says shenanigans, I'm gonna pistol whip him. The guy's like, hey, farmer, what's that place where you get all the drinks, all the funny shit? What shenanigans? Oh, <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I'm gonna have to watch it. Um, yeah, well set up, dog. I mean, listen, they're they're rolling. Um, Patty Mahomes, man, I, I just, yeah, just it's something. Something, yeah. So now let's move to game two. Now, now I'm on tilt the other way. Now I'm now I'm trying to, you know, now I go money line again on the Niners. I take them both ways, and and the Lions come out just, I mean, running yeah. down their throat. 
listen, I love Dan Campbell. Live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing. I get it. I, I do think he probably should have kicked those field goals instead of going for them. But, I mean, what a comeback by the Niners, man. That McCaffrey, uh, you've been saying all year his body's banged up. That guy was running like, I know, dude, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's a stud. To me, that's... He's a stud. You man. know, you got Kelsey on that side, but I would count and... and uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey's girlfriend is just an absolute, you know, 12 out of 10. Um, she better be. Yeah. But this guy, <laughs> he's just a beast. Dude. He runs. He just, every time that ball gets put in his arms, it is the last run he'll ever, it's like he runs the last time he'll ever run on fucking planet Earth, you know. So does that Pachenko for the KC, but yeah. I, you're absolutely right. McCaffrey, and he was he like. wants you to take him on too, right? He was running guys over in that championship game and then chirping them like. Yeah. Like. I know. Not strong enough. Fuck you or stuff like that. I know. He's a, he, so he's a G to me, right? Yes. And I had him, you know, almost, he cost me my fantasy because he left the second quarter of that, last, that last game. But, um, you know, looking at that game, I, uh, what did I do? I had a little bit of a teaser. I did the teasy. I went teaser Niners to win by point and a half. And then I took the over, which, you know, once, you know, uh, Detroit got up 24 to three or whatever the kid, 24 seven. I'm like, okay, this is it's going over because San Fran will make a push, um, and then anyway, if whatever. But watching that game with you guys, it was, uh, you know, it was disappointing. Although Detroit, like the storybook on Detroit, Dan Campbell being the guy, heart and soul guy, he is his speeches are great. Players live and die by you know his energy and his and his emotion. Um, Jared Goff, you know, Jared Goff's a guy. I, I know Teddy Purcell went to the game. Jared Goff's a member of Bel Air. He took all of his boys from from Bel Air down there, got him field passes. It was a, it was a great story, shitty that it had to end. But San Fran obviously was the better team. They were one of the best teams all year. I think it's sizing up to be an incredible Super Bowl. Two teams that you know San Fran's D didn't quite play the way they usually did. But you got two great D's. You got a young quarterback versus a, a guy that's been there before. So a great story there. And then you got it's just. It's an all-star studded lineup. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great in in Las Vegas, which, you know, call it what it is, it's going to be a wild sin city, baby. It's going to be a great week. Um, that Greenway hit in the second half when Greenway stepped up the oh. linebacker. Oh, my God. Like, his arm was just like, we're like, shake it off, fella. He's like going the, he's going the going back to the sidelines. Like, that hit was one of the big like, – he stepped up, shoulder right on the guy. I mean – what a hit. By the way, did you see – I, I happened to see it yesterday, but did you see the guy try to step on Purdy's legs? Did you guys oh, see that highlight? Cool. Insane. The guy – Purdy gets hit over. He's got the ball. He had just rushed, and the other guy comes in, boys, and it's Stomp City with his cleat oh. right on, like, his groin. It oh. was crazy. You got the, the highlight's wild. I forget where I saw it, but our listeners, you know, most beauties out there who just keep sports on all day, you would have seen this too, but, um, you know <laughs> – Anything goes, right? Like, hey, yeah. I'm, this guy's starting to run the ball now. He's making his plays, and we're gonna fucking lose this game unless I take this guy out. I'm gonna step right on his, right on his. Calf. Yeah, I mean, listen, anything, whatever it takes to win it. And, and the way Purdy used his legs, yeah, unbelievable. I know. I mean, that's a difference. I'm bad, happy for that kid. Yeah, he's gonna get paid. Pay that kid. He's making like five seventy five. <laughs> Pay him. Um, Dan Campbell's press conference. Guy wears his heart on his sleeve. That's why I love him. I love him for many reasons. But like, he made a great point, and like. I think people don't realize this enough, and that's what's so impressive about the Florida Panthers the year they're having is like he's like, we may not get back here. You're like, do I think we will? Yeah. Do I believe we will? Yeah. But in all honesty, we may never get back to this game, and it's going to be even harder to get back to this point than it was this year because people are looking for us. No one's taking us lightly. Like it's so true. Like you don't realize how hard it is to get to this point, and now that we're just fans and and sports gamblers. We forget as athletes, like the feeling those guys must have had in that room after, right? The Lions, like you go all that way, and then all of a sudden it's just boom, it's over. Like oh, it hurts, man. Yeah, it hurts. Those guys, yeah. After every season, you look around. No matter what, you will never play with that full group of guys again. And and that reality uh, is what falls onto the coach, and you know, and then it it filters down through players. But you look around, and you you know, all the moments you had all year, the good and the bads. Uh, are now memories, and you know it hurts to lose. It hurts to, uh, you know, for every winner, there's a fucking loser, and and it stings. And you know, facing the music and those decisions that might fall on the coach, that you know, sixty, seventy percent of the time worked. I, I think I read something that, you know, they went for four to fourteen times 
Oh, on, that was they go for it on fourth down all year, and, and it yeah. worked like twelve. Yeah, like they uh, uh, less than three yards worked twelve times out of the fourteen. You know, it, yeah, it, the it, analytics say go for it. I know, but fucking also analytics say just kick it and make it a three points. score game, or tie the game with you know the seven eight minutes left. Tie it. Yeah, I think you should have kicked it. Fuck. But, I mean, like you're saying, win or lose, hit the booze, and like they say, once upon a time in Hollywood, when he's like. Because these guys are brothers. When he's like, you have a friend that's more than a brother and a little less than a wife, it only means one thing. It's going to be a good old-fashioned drunk, right? <laughs> and, I, and that's it, right? You lose, you look around. Listen, I'll tell you, I cried every time I lost the playoffs. The, yeah. the four times I lost the Stanley Cup playoffs, I cried. took me about 25 minutes, and then I looked around the boys before getting on the plane, and I said, let's go. Yeah. Let's get in one. Totally. Let the red wine flow. I'm leaving my car at the parking lot. And after party, we land boys at my house. Let's go to my condo and let's just because you you're never gonna be with those guys again. The, the, there's always gonna be some changes. So, um, we'll save our Super Bowl picks for next week, Up Dog, when we're out at the Waste Management Open. Absolutely. But we'll be right back at Mr. Curfew. Up Dog, my man, Labatt Blue. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. Uh, hanging in your garage, watching <laughs> UFC, playing pool, having a hot tub. Come on, baby. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Updog, always enjoy responsibly. Beer Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew Updog. Uppies World. Party time. Party time. Excellent. Excellent. Palm Springs. Madison oh, Club. Say, But by the way, thanks to our boy Benny Mac. For having Mac the fellas attack. out, Benny Mac, having the fellas out, Dennis Shannon hosting the boys, El Dorado Country Club. What a treat. This place is old school Palm Desert, right? What Sick. a treat. So right up against the mountains in the oldest part of Palm Springs, this place, I mean, talk about a tight track. This course is, I don't know, it's over 50 years old. The thing curves and weaves amongst all these mid-century modern fucking dime piece uh, little shacks. Retro. Per Perfect shacks with the little circle pools, all the colored umbrellas. Um, but, you know, shout out to Benny McAllister for having the boys down for a treat. And then uh, and then last but not least, kid I grew up with, Northern Alberta boy, Jesse Vander Vanderveer. This kid is a fucking Alberta dude, boy. I, I, I met him on Wednesday night. Manchester took me over to his house. This guy is a good Alberta lad. Yeah, listen, so sh shout out to him and his wife, Dee. It was his 40th birthday. I went to, I went to grade to school. Yeah, welcome to the club, Jess. I went to grade school with this kid at the time, kid. Uh, met him at the Bel Air member guest last year. He's looking at me. He's like, up dog, how you been, bud? Remember me, Jesse? And, I, and I'm looking at him, and he looks You're like, no, I don't. I don't, but I, he looks <laughs> the same. When, he, when he's like, we went to school together. I'm like, you look the same as you did when you were a kid. And that kind of, when you don't see someone for that long, and all of a sudden you're kind of surprised when they say hi. Yeah. They say, they, they resemble each other, right? So. Uh, so we get talking and, and, you know, he's like, I got to move the kids down to, to Palm Springs in the, in the winter with the family. And we live at Madison club. And I went, what? Now he's got your attention. Now he's got your attention. Oh, and I was shooting <laughs> shit. Cause we're at Craig's we're in Hollywood. We're having old fashions the right way. And, and, uh, so of course he's catching my attention. And then, you know, he's, he's like Madison club. I went, what? From Fort Mac to Madison club. You must have an incredible story. Cool. And, and he does. And, and so Shout out to him and his boys. Uh, they all came down. Bunch of Alberta boys. They brought the band. They played an incredible fucking, you know, it was like a wedding. But, you know, shout out to Madison Club, as you well know. You played on Thursday with Chester and the boys. Yeah. This place is a treat. It's, you know, heart and soul. Just one of the coolest properties that Discoveryland owns. It's, in, it's right next to Coachella, uh, the grounds of Coachella Music Festival. Course is mint shape. Um so we played golf the one day, we got banged up. I mean, Gary was there, we got banged up and uh, and we had a great time. The dance party continued, Christina came in, you know, we left the kids at home and uh, we just had a good old fashioned Alberta piss up. Mom and dad it was a away, good old fashioned eh? Alberta piss up, Bobes. Speaking of a piss up, um, yeah, I played Master Club Wednesday and then Thursday right into Alderado and listen, I got the first couple holes, I was kind of like that and then I had a nice buzz going and then I got to 13. You know when you get to 13 and you turn to your partner and you say, is this 17? He's like, no, this is 13. I'm like, oh, boy, this is, this is fucking going to get ugly down the stretch, bro. And by the end, I was just, I was one eye on her up dog. Like, I, I just, I was just, I was too pinned. You were, eh? I was yeah. too pinned. But what a beautiful spot. It was a beautiful spot. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what? A, I mean, the desert. 
how lucky are we? And Max, I mean, you grew up down here. You live in Orange County or California, LA, whatever. Two hours from fucking when it's raining here and it's just like, ah, it's, you know, we get picky, eh? We get picky and, and lucky with the, the way the weather is here. But sometimes it's a little chilly in the winter. And you just fucking go up over that little mountaintop and then you come down and you're in the desert and it's like 75, beautiful, sunny, you know, yeah. you got, it's it's a little old, mind you, right? You go out to the nest yeah. or whatever, you're looking around, you're like, we'll where, there the, soon enough. where in the fuck am I? Speaking of, the, but, speaking of the nest, they were playing bang, bangers, bangers in there. That yeah, band the live band was unbelievable. You got the sax and the fucking jazz flute and the fucking piano guys, he's singing Tears for Fears and it's just... It's a, it's, a, it's a 80s it's a 80s eclectic mix for sure it's a it's a cool little spot i mean yeah it's old older older crowd but the, the music the how loud they played in there it was, yeah you can have a good rookie party in there yeah totally so and then shout out i played uh with moss g4 moss uh one of the best uh designers clothing designers on the planet john elway an absolute beauty and a uh absolute beauty not on and off the field and then victor coleman good canadian guy plays at bel-air big hockey guy uh Good buddies with Stoli, good buddies with Dion and Teddy. They're all members at Bel Air. But these guys were, were legends, and we had a, an incredible weekend. So happy birthday, Jess. We call that a National League weekend there. Up his world. Party, Party time. time. Excellent. Stoli, babe, let's get the boys out to Bel Air. DraftKings bets, fella. First of all, we bag on Columbus, although it was your favorite place to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2016-17, where you were still in the league, right? I wasn't. They won 16 games straight somehow towards John Tortorella. They didn't lose a game in the Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. Anyways, fast forward to 2024. It's a little bit of a different squad. <laughs> Listen, if you're a live better out there and you're and you're on that glorious DraftKings app, if you ever see the Columbus Blue Jackets heading into the third period winning a hockey game, hammer the live bet. These guys, <laughs> when I did this last week, they were minus 33. Then they gave up four. Listen, they're close to being minus 40 in the third period. And listen, I've played on teams like this, right? They're a young team. They, they, they play hard for the first two periods, and then they get in that third period, and then these good teams, they turn it up a bit, and just yeah. bad things happen. And it happened to me my second year in Tampa. We're in these hockey games. Third period comes, find a way to lose. So, fellas, if you're out there in the second half and you see the old C-busters leading going into the third, hammer the live bet because I'm sure it's going to be pretty good odds. And updog, minus – I guess it would be 38, almost 40 now in the third period. Just a young hockey club. Yeah, and you know, to your, you're on top of this, eh? You're on top of these these little analytic stats, boys. If yeah. you guys need, just text Obes in, in his DMs because he's got these, he's got the ones, boys, where they, the teams are just flopping. They're flopping. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes a sack when you want to bet the, you know, whether it's a live bet and you're like, ah, fuck, here we go. But so, yeah. So last, I yeah, you're gonna get good odds, but it's better than me live betting Soryovs, but yeah. live betting Joykovic down the whole stretch against Sinner this weekend. When what a match! And congrats to this fucking Yannick Sinner. What an incredible way to win the Aussie Open. He's a, yeah. what a stud for a guy who's got no quads. No yeah. quads, not. Oh, he's <laughs> got little, his little legs, chicken his legs. Leg. Yeah, like, how's this guy play too? Oh, fucking in a forehand. But I was betting Joykovic the whole way. Live bets that didn't work out. But in this case, you're gonna get good odds still if they're up a couple goals. Dude, they were up four one heading into third against the Canucks. So the Canucks would have been plus, fuck, I think I saw it going in, plus 400 or so, maybe more. More than that. Came back. So I don't do a whole lot of live betting. Yeah. I think maybe I should start. But if you got that nice, sexy DraftKings app, I'm telling you, up dog. Love and it. For, for the fans of Columbus, honestly, this team plays hard. You know, Fentelli got a skate in the calf uh, the other night against the Kraken, which the Kraken was the biggest lock of the locks in that game. But um, they played hard, man. I don't know their coach. You know, he wears the sweater under the jacket. I, I, you know, I think Torch started that. I don't know if I love the sweater under the jacket. Yeah, I don't know either. I, and I don't know the coach either. Uh, Frank, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's Pascal something or other. Okay. No disrespect to him. I, I nope. probably should know his name. But they play hard. You know, Goody's on the back end playing hard. Mm -hmm. I guess they've been patient for a while. But better days ahead. But if you can get them on a live bet, fellas, get on them. So, up dog. Oh. Oh, oh, missing curfew dog of the week. Da, da, dog of the week. I want to give an honorable mention to Connor Garland. He was going to be the missing curfew dog of the week. And then, unfortunately, our boy Brady Kachuk. And listen, for you guys out there in the Ottawa Senators fan base, and I love Ottawa. I used to go there for every July 1st. Canada's not perfect. But for you mutants that are saying, why is Brady fighting? It changed the complexion of the game. 
We are up to nothing. The Rangers came back. Have you checked where you are in the fucking standings? <laughs> all right? Okay? First of all, you're last fucking place. Okay? And they drove the young kid, Tim Stutzel, into the boards. Yeah. Wasn't a clean hit? Maybe it was. But if you're ever going to complain about your captain, your captain going out and sticking up for his teammates, I don't want you to support my team. So for you mutants out there that are saying that to me, first of all, stop following me. Second of all, give your head a shake. This kid is exactly what every what every organization wants. Yep. And for you guys up there that are chirping, when he leaves town, which I, I'm sure is going to happen if this continues, you'll wish you had Brady Kachuk. So up dog, <laughs> Brady, dog, keep going, man. I absolutely love it up. Yeah, some of the best captains that I grew up watching would fight for their teammates. Totally. Look at them all. Aginla, Thornton, Getzloff. Come on. This is what you do. If you don't have that guy, you you would want him in a second. So, and, and this is no disrespect to John Tavares. He's had an unbelievable career. He's an absolute pro. He's he's a coach's dream. He's probably the nicest guy on the planet. And he's a good player. But if you could have Brady Kachuk in Toronto over John Tavares right now as your captain, how many Leaf fans wouldn't want that? Very well said. You wouldn't want Brady Kachuk in there chucking him, sticking up for Matthews and Marner and all these guys? And I will say this to Zach McEwen, who's on the Sens. I, I like you, Zach, but where I don't know how much he's been playing, but Brady's fighting more than anyone. They brought this kid in to fight. Yeah. And every time I see the one's Brady Chuck. Get it. He's not on the ice enough. And Brady, whenever something happens, Brady's yeah. the guy who just grabs him. That's he true. lives for it. And I like Zach McEwen. Yeah. Zach, no, just I like I, I respect you, buddy. But yeah, yeah. The uh, captains fight more than anyone. I tell you. It's just good old time fucking fashion hockey. Good old Good old time hockey. How how about these Sens guys, Sens fans, DMing us on missing curfew and shit, saying it it changed the complexion of the game? What? Yeah. I mean, the Rangers were probably going to find a way. If if they gave up five, I'm sure they're going to find a way. So, Uh, Brady, keep it up, fella. Love you here at missing curfew. We'll see you in Toronto. Fuck, he almost got hurt last night. He took it to the net. Took it to the net. Roman Yossi put a stick in, and Brady went into the boards like it was, you know, when you slide in kind of. Yeah. I mean, what a comeback. Yeah. What a comeback. And he had a great goal and even better celebration, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, Brady. I bet against you last night. I just, I tell you what, that Nashville Predators team, they play hard. I know, but like, they yeah. should have beat the Oilers the other night. And I thought this is the game where Fact Daddy's going to get them going. They came out 3 nothing. They pulled their goalie. Corpusalo came in. They lost in They the, got caught sleeping in the yeah. third against Ottawa. Snooze fest. Listen, these teams that get down, and Ottawa's a prime example, when you, when you open, let them just free flow and they got nothing to lose, it's tough. So, uh, Chucky, Brady, keep going, fella. Up, dog, let's back up the Brinks truck here. Beep, 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 beep. Owen Tippett, who Larry Flowers seems to think that he's the only guy that knew this guy was going to be good. Flowers, you know. That's dump- just because I was always just, I was kind of like, really? Okay, show me. Guy's a first rounder, the fuck Panthers. I, I know, but I was just saying, when is he going to finally turn it on? Well, he proved it. Eight years, 49.6 million bananas. That's a lot of nanners. Average year, <laughs> listen, 6.2 million a year. And listen, Make me banana pancake. We love Keith Jones and we love Daniel Breer. Um, I think this is a home run for them. Yeah, I, I, that's I, a great I, deal. I think Owen Tippett, listen, he's got 18 goals in 46 games. So he's on pace for over 35, close to 40. 24 years old, right-handed shot guy that can fly. Actually, they, they have these stupid things on them now where they, they say how fast you're going. Yeah, how, how the distance and all that. Yeah. Well, this must have been broke because Connor McDavid's the fastest guy in the NHL, but they said this guy has the fastest clock time. Someone in Philly is just juicing him up. Yeah, yeah, McDavid's the fastest guy out there. I would say this, and this goes to all players, you know, young, old. When your team wins and you're not expected to do, you know, many things, Everyone kind of benefits, you know, from this, whether you get the extra year on your deal or you're the old time vet that, you know, is stringing it out at the end of your career or, you know, or you're a young guy like this and you still haven't proved yourself, but everyone gets paid when your team does well. And quite frankly, the Philadelphia Flyers now with new face in management, new face in ownership and a new squad that's playing really, really hard. This is just the beginning of like some of these guys that are going to reap the benefits of that. I'm going to say, Listen, anytime you can get 49 bananas, good on you. Yeah. Jonesy and, da- and Danny B, I think this is a great – I think this one's going to age where he's going to be, you know, in four years like, dah, dah, I should yeah. be making eight. Yeah. No, I agree. Right? Yeah. Should be making eight. Yeah, it's a good deal. Congrats, buddy. Enjoy those bananas. Zach Breezy, 
one year, 825K to my Colorado Avalanche. Uh, great depth signing. We, we need all the depth we can get there. Does this prove that Landy's maybe not coming back, Obes, or what are you thinking? God, I hope not. I didn't even think of it that way. No, but could, well, I'd have to take a really. We have to take a commercial break here. Yeah, <laughs> every group. <laughs> no, I know, but but you know, this is a good deal. Whether Zach Prize plays five games or the next thirty-five games, I think having him for eight twenty-five, uh, just what he's brought in the past. Um, it, you know, he's still chasing a Stanley Cup, and you know, he's been a great player. Is his foot speed there? Probably not. But does the guy go to the right areas and the guy battle for his teammates? He does. Um, you know, 82 game, he didn't miss a game last year, 21 goals, 13 assists. I mean, he's still, he's still produced. So you, you got to give him, got to give him the benefit of doubt yeah. the way through the season. Listen, it's a great depth signing. It's funny. I want to ask you about that. Like he's got to jump in here. I don't care where he's been skating or what he's been doing to jump in here now in January, where this is the time of year, especially right around, around all-star break where the guys are probably in their best shape of the year, right? 40 games in, you're not too, too banged up. Your ultimate game shape for him to jump right in now, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit of adjustment for him. I think we brought it up earlier about twenty minutes ago on this podcast, but this might be as good of a time as any throughout uh, a you know a season Obi down the stretch to come in. You know he's not going on an all star break. He's coming in right now. He's probably skating with the team. He's putting his gear. He's testing out new gloves, pants, doing this thing. He's going to skate by himself for three or four days, and then. You know, Colorado's been off since, what, Saturday? Yeah. But, right? McKinnon went and got fucking four goals or Hattie or whatever the hell he did. He yeah. lit it up. He's been going crazy. Um, they're going to come back from all-star break, and they're going to skate. It might be their only time they practice for two or three days together. So this is a great time, I think, to come back and just at least get some drills, some timing to work on systems. You know what it's like when you come back from all-star break? Coach kind of is like, yeah, okay, guys, sticks. reminder here. You're going to fucking you're gonna sweat it out. And we're going to get back to the basics. And that's kind of just what a guy needs. I, I think it's better than, you know, call it a month ago when you, there's no practices. There's yeah. no practices a month ago. Guys are, you know, you're in the dog days and you're just basically battling it out. Time will tell. That's going to bump big Curtis McDermott out of the lineup, who I've loved watching play this year. Like he gets on the four check and just tries to kill people. I love it. So uh, back on the Briggs truck. We'll see if it pays out. Landy, I hope you're coming back. We'll be right back at Missing Curfew. Remember the best vacation you've ever taken? Make your next one even better with Get Your Guide. With Get Your Guide, you can book over 100,000 unforgettable experiences in the U.S. and around the world. Want to see the Grand Canyon from a helicopter? They got you. Watching a wrestling match in Mexico City? No problem. Or how about a guided tour of Rome's ancient ruins? Wherever you're going, whatever you're into, book your next travel experience at getyourguide.com. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Up dog, get this guy a Labatt Blue. Big fella presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. What makes me thirsty? Yeah, thirsty. Tasty. Well, don't worry about this weekend and next week, all week, you're going to be enjoying Listen. a plenty full of Labatt Blue Light. I'm well rested. I'm well rested. I had my uh, time in the desert Wednesday, Thursday. I couldn't even play golf Friday because I was so fucking hurting. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I've recovered. I'm fresh. I'm fresh. He's for feeling it, folks. He's fresh. Get this guy, Labatt Blue. Listen to all you San Jose Shark fans, our boy Casey. Uh, I've been hard on you guys. The, the teal helmets with the white jerseys is not National League. Uh, we all know where you guys are in the standings. Uh, but listen, these new black jerseys that our boy Tico um, I mean, having Rafi Torres yeah. driving in that mu muscle car. Tico, I love you. Uh, listen, these black jerseys, now we're talking. They're National League. They look great. So, hey, to the guy in San Jose who designed these or the boys up there, get them a blue light up, dog. I love these black jerseys. And Tico, you're a legend. To everyone involved this weekend's game, Panthers-Penguins, Friday night, all you fucks, get those guys a Labatt blue light right off the draw fights another fight all game long obes back and forth Latang was fucking in the mix all the time guys hitting each other spear here drop the gloves it was good old-fashioned hockey I'm sitting in the men's room at Madison Club with 
with the with the men's room uh, operator, Big Al. What a guy! He makes a great drink, and we're just like, is this not the best hockey game you've watched in a long time? Because be, after every whistle, they they could show a highlight from the game of guys going at it, and they're still going at it, and that's that's a sign of playoff time. Hockey's just around the corner. You got a Penguin team that just quite hasn't been playing you know, up to par in the way they should. And you got a Panther team that just has it going again. And they're playing tough. And good teams find a way to win good games and play hard hockey. And that's just what these guys are loving. But hits, fights, scrums, fans were loving it. Get those guys a Labatt Blue Light, though. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I was I was on my couch in the fetal position. But it was bringing joy to my, to my, to my I don't want to say dead soul, but my hurting soul. I was just watching this game being like, this is unbelievable. That's great. The fans in there... Like for people who say we got to get physicality and fighting and scrum and scrums out of the game, go watch another game because this is uh, this was unbelievable hockey, emotion. Uh, it was just great. So I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, get this guy Labat Blue, Connor Hallebach. Listen, I, I lost my lock of the night, but he, it wasn't his fault. He played unbelievable. I love the baby blue jerseys, but his gold pads that he had with these baby blue yeah. jerseys, I mean. I, Panty soup, dude. They were unbelievable. I wanted to ask you, like, I love the jerseys, but do you think it's maybe too much to just change your gloves and and all that stuff for one game every, say, three weeks? Because, like, well, yeah, you wear those gloves in practice. I know, and you and you think you would a lot, yeah. right? But how many times do you practice? And again, this is something that we should just talked about. You and me, we have to practice uh, every I, day. I used to take the Scotty optional. You have to practice the every optional day. skate. You have all to practice time. every day. I know, but fuck, your stars on, and they're the ones playing, but. You know, I'm, I'm watching the game, and the gloves, you know, old-school gloves look great. Yeah. Like Rawlings fucking catcher's mitt. But I'm watching, like, kind of how they're ho- holding the puck, and I'm like, they're, they're fucking brand-new gloves, and not many guys use brand-new gloves. I, I used to like a nice new pair of mitts. Yeah. Like, I liked a nice, you know, new stuff all the time. But, you know, it, it just kind of made me think, you know. So, question for Frost. I, but I, but I want to, how do we keep the same gloves and just keep the fucking different, jer- you know, the new jersey? <laughs> Yeah, because the gloves is the one thing. It's like busting out a new pair of skates, and in this case for Connor Hellebuck, new pads. He still played pretty good. I mean, he let Ryan Reeves fucking tip one in on him. But well, that's by the way, Ryan Reeves, where you went for that goal, fella, you should go every game. Yeah, because there's nobody's gonna move you. I hear. And there's nobody's gonna even touch you. Yeah. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. I wish I would have known that. And this is actually, I, I somebody chirped me that that Heedle from the Rangers. I put him on my top two squad a couple weeks ago. He's been out all year. He's been out of the season. Um. What's his name? Mark Scheif. I always, Scheifele. I always screwed up. I can't get the. the well, you got Scheffler. I know you got you got uh, Scotty. You got Scotty Scheffler, and then you got who's the other golfer? Alexander. Alexander Shoffley. Shoffley. I and then you have him. And then you have uh, Mark Scheffler. Mark Scheffler. Is that what it is? <laughs> now, <laughs> now, see, it's hard now. Now well, yeah, you're pushing golf hockey guys. So, I know. Uh, it's tricky. Um, listen, he's not in the lineup, and say what you want about him. Without him in the lineup. They're not as good of a hockey club, so I, I I wish I would have known that before I put my lock of the night in. But I thought I thought Hellebuck looked unbelievable, and then last but not least here, Stuart Skinner. I mean, if you go back to you know when the Oilers were playing shitty, if 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 Max or Princey pulled up the their archives of this show, I said Stuart Skinner's not the guy. Well, I mean, he looks unbelievable. Yeah, he's so big, he's good. He's confident. He's just yeah, good. He's I mean, his angles look good. His rebound control, which you know, I told him. He should watch Aiden Hill when it comes to rebound control because they're kind of the same kind of tendy. His rebound control when I watch doors now has been unbelievable. Uh, so Stuart Skinner, wherever you are in your all-star break, fella, get yourself a blue light. Uh, and then just parlaying the Oilers 16 games straight. It's almost too bad that they have to go on their break, and I think they come back and play Pittsburgh. Listen, Oilers fans, the Oilers team, everybody get yourself a blue light over the break. Their team is absolutely humming, and our boy Corey Perry made his return to the lineup. Didn't take him long. No. First shift, right yeah. to the net, scrummed it up, got thrown on his ass. Uh, had a big hit in the corner on uh, on one of the Nashville Predators defensemen, Fabry, or whatever his name is. Um, I thought Pairs looked unbelievable. They're playing with he's playing with Holloway and your boy McLeod, which yeah. I think is a perfect as long well, as Pairs can, can keep up. Skate. Yeah, <laughs> as long as he can keep up. Yeah, that's good. And and he's the the bet that they that they could use on that line, right? Like, hey, get to the bench and, hey, fucking, let's go, boys. You know, things like that. It's great. So right now it goes dry settle McDavid Hyman, Kane Nugent Hopkins, Ward Fogle, who's come yeah, a long way, Holloway, McLeod, Perry, Yanmark, Ryan, Connor Brown. This is no disrespect to Derek Ryan, but I would get a bigger fourth-line center in there if I was Kenny Holland. But 
And we know there's like a little water bug out there though. He plays yeah. hard and he's he's effective. He he like he's efficient for a young for a youth youthful smaller guy. I guess they picked up Bugstad last year, right? Bugie. So they yeah. went for a big center. Didn't yeah. So it's like Perry or Bugie. Paris looks good in the uniform, man. Wearing number ninety. Uh, made a couple nice little plays, but I, I think that's a nice line for him. So, uh, get yourself on the bat, blue fella. Uh, milk carton time here, miss, uh, missing curfew up dog. Uh, Brandon Gallagher, a guy who I absolutely love. Take him on my team. When the Canadians went to the finals, he was a big, big reason. I'll never forget how his face looked after that run. I love this kid. I want physicality in hockey as much as you or more than you, as much as anyone. Uh, to me, there is no room for this hit. To stick your elbow out, I think he's lucky he only got five. Honestly, I thought he could have got more than this. Uh, Brandon Gallagher, I take you on my team, fella. I think you're a great player. Learn from this. Up dog, I'm putting that hit on the milk carton. Boy, did I take some heat, fella. I took some heat. and One was from our boy, Joffrey Lupo. I watched that hit. I watched it actually like kind of live. Like I mean, I think Princey put it out on missing curfew not five minutes after it happened. Brendan Gallagher is a, you know, never been suspended in his 12-year career. I love the way he plays, like as you just said. Uh, this is what I have an issue with. D-men who get try to get to the red line. That That's, okay, try to get to the red line. That's me protecting my goal line in football. That's my catcher in baseball protecting home plate. For me, when you get to the red line and you make a play, you are so game to hit. Like, what are you doing watching your pass? I, you have Brendan Gallagher who's, who's, you know, a foot smaller than you, and you have your, you got your head down, making a pass, watching it over here. You got to be ready to get hit. And for me, I've been hit so many times after I make a play, but, you know, I, I had to learn at a young age. <laughs> I had to make a, a, does he stick his elbow out or does he just basically get in his way, Obes? I, I love this hit. Watch, just ding. Well, I guess his elbow's up a little bit. So, but, but the watch is slow mo. The head is just down. I hear what you're saying, and when you're around that red line, especially when we played, you got to be ready to get expect, hit. hit. Yeah. Oh, I'm protecting the red line. Does and, anyone grab this fucking? But guy? does anyone? Does the guy not see him coming from a million miles away? Like it's oh, they tried to grab him. Oh, there's Matty Barzell in there. So anyway, I, I wrote on our thing like, hey, can we not hit guys anymore, especially around the red line? Like, right. hey, D, pick your head up. Just. Just if you have your head up, you're going to reverse hit me and you're going to hit me harder than I'm going to hit you. Right? Yeah. And that's almost what I did to... That's what I tried to that's do to fucking did, Luke Shed. That's when what I, you did to the kid from Hungary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he tried to get to the red line, but he lost the puck and I, and I buried him. But that's how I went to hit Luke Shen. I mean, but yeah. Luke Shen saw me coming and reversed me and ended my career. Dude, by the way, you told that story at Ike's at Eldorado and we might have to do just like a little 30-minute missing curfew where you go through that whole... The whole way you ended your career. Like, we can't get into it now because it won't yeah. do it justice. But you hear fighters say, go out on their shield. Yeah. Like, the way you told that story that night, and I've known you forever, and you're my bro, but I, but, but I don't know, the way you said it, I was like, dude, we got we to gotta do a little 30-minute segment yeah, here. Yeah. of Because uh, Updog went out on his shield, and he was pissing blood, and he was fucking in one. So Updog says, Updog says, let the boys play. Yeah, keep Georgie, your head up. He said the defenseman. Uh, should have his head up at the red line. At the red, he'll get hit. He's going in here. He's going in. Where? Where am I? You're in Montreal, buddy. <laughs> where am I? Updog says, "Let the boys play." I say, "Brandon Gallagher, you're on the milk carton." But we both can agree, we love Gallagher. Yes, I love the way he plays. Player. He plays hard. He plays hard. Player. He plays. He's what Toronto Leafs have been missing in the playoffs. He's got fucking cuts and blue, uh, blue eyes. We have black eyes. And he plays hard. He's always fucking banged up because he plays the right way. Yeah, and I would say this. Don't change your game, Galley. Don't change your game. Uh, like, just learn from it. Oh, See, Oppie, if he, if he doesn't lift his elbow, if he just drives through him, yeah, that's a great example right here because this is what you're saying. Does he hit him with his elbow, though, or is it a follow-through? Oh, it's a, it's, but you're right. His head's down. He, if he just would have drove through him, he could have. Yeah. But he stuck it up and. Yeah, like if he drills him like in the side of the the shoulder or the ribs, maybe you just you know. But he tried to get him in the chest, and he instead he got him in the chin, and that's the problem with hockey, right? We, got, like, we we skate with our necks out like a like a fucking rooster, and it's like principal point of contact is the beak of all you know. I mean, listen, you're right. The kid has to have his head down. If he hits him with his shoulder, I think he still gets suspended because it's new NHL. But he wouldn't have got five games. Anyways, I, I didn't love that. I'd love to see how tall Adam Pellich is. 
He's taller than Gallagher. He's probably 6'4". Yeah, I got it right here again. Like, oh, yeah. So I'm going to miss that angle, eh? <laughs> Hey, listen, I, I don't mind it. So, uh, Milk Carton, around the National League up, dog. Uh, last weekend, I put Pierre-Luc Dubois, or we put Pierre-Luc Dubois on the Milk Carton. Todd McClellan came out and basically said, listen, you've been here long enough. And I'm not saying Drew Doughty is saying this to just Pierre-Luc Dubois, but do he saying it to the rest of the team, the whole team? And when you're Drew Doughty and you have two cups, uh, an Olympic gold, a World Cup, uh, World Juniors, you're an absolute legend. This is his quote. We've got guys in this room that are too worried about themselves, worried about their points. It's about the team, not about yourself. Guys on this team, we need to realize that. I love this message. I love that he's fired up. He realizes that they're where they're, the way they're playing right now is they're not going to get in. So wakey, wakey, boys, you got a great thing in L.A. Uh, you to live in Manhattan Beach or uh, Hermosa Beach. Your practice rink is sick right there in El Segundo. You got great people in the front office. Rob Blake's a great GM. It's time for them to get going. You have a great coach. Great coach. You got Stoli, babe. T- you a great face-off guy if you need a guy to teach you how to snap it back. Um, <laughs> no, you hit it right on. You said it. Last week, and then, you know, McClellan came out with the comments, and I remember you calling Princey saying, this is exactly what I was talking about, get this out, which, which yeah, you've isocam these guys. Pierre-Luc Dubois, I mean, it's probably at him. It's probably at him. It's probably at Fiala. It's probably at, um, you know, some of their younger guys. That's probably the two guys it's at, right? Yeah, and I, would and I mean, and listen, boys, you better have tough skin because if, if you can't take criticism from your own teammates like that and it starts to bleed out throughout the league – that you are a, you know, soft, and I'm going to say soft because if you can't take criticism from your teammates, you are soft. Um, you got to you gotta find a way. You guys are getting paid the big bucks. And for the other guys, you know, a guy in the fourth line is not worried about his points. So you got to take those three guys off. You know, you got to consider D-men aren't worried about points. This is directed at at a couple guys who can change the way they they play the game, show some effort, get fucking other guys on your back, and then turn it around. We had the Kings, you know, the way they play, they're big. They got good goaltending. They got great coaching. They can score. There's no reason why they should only have two wins in the last 16. There's no way that they should be sitting outside a wild card spot with the way that they played to start the season off. So uh, for me, you know, I like it. I like when teams internally bring it to the media just because enough's enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. And when, enough you're, is enough. when you're a veteran guy like that, and listen, I – I said it last week. I, I love Blakey. I just I, I didn't think they needed that Pierre Luc Dubois trade, right? You get Velarde off your team. I follow a guy they like. They traded Sean Dursey to the de- to the desert, who I thought was a you know a great great young defenseman. I don't know. I I think sometimes the GM the, the moves you don't make are the best ones sometimes, right? When things don't work out, and now they're stuck with this Pierre Luc Dubois for the next eight years, Oof. eight something yeah. like that. Yeah, that might change. You never know. Yeah, you we'll know. See. But Dewey, boys love your at Mr. Cure if you keep snapping around. He's playing great, man. He's playing great. Um, All-Star Weekend. Did, listen, did you see Mario Lemieux in this OVO hoodie? So sick. The hoodie's sick. Mario in it? The, head, the hoodie's sick. His oh, hair is sick. Congrats. Now it's Mario. They're- Mario, baby. Jake, what is he doing? He can't pick a bet. He can't pick a winning bet in the UFC. Uh, Not that I could pick a winning bet in our, my DraftKings uh, single-game parlays. But um, Mario? Mario, baby. Unreal. Looking Unreal. good. Is listen, he? the what boys are coming in hot. Uh, we fly in tomorrow night, uh, fellow tour baby. We are going to be at Gretz- Gretzky's pop up basement. Uh, we'll be there Thursday and Friday afternoon, hanging out, shooting some content. Um, it's cool what Ty and Trevor have done here. The thing they're making. Yep. So I'm sure people are going to stop by there. Uh, check out this Sauce All Star shirt. You can get it on Sauce Hockey. Uh, buttery soft. Uh, looking forward to getting on the road, up dog. Looking forward to getting to Toronto. The mech of hockey for the All-Star Weekend. Absolutely. We'll be at the fanfare with our friends at Kits Eyewear. Make sure you can see straight and uh, look uh, look good with the blue light wearing shades, spectacles. Um, listen, it's going to be great. I, I like when we get out in the mix, Obes, uh, fella tour, fan facing, seeing the fellas hanging yeah. out. Come If you see us, come shoot the show with us. Have a blue light. Um, we're looking forward to this. Boys, we missed the road. We're good on the road together. Yeah. Right. We got Maxi, we got A Hall, we got the fellas, we got Princey showing up, we had Larry Flowers, who sometimes somehow jumped on the van wagon, um, and then we're excited to see all these all stars too, right? It's it's a time yeah. we get to come see uh, see the NHL's finest and what yeah. they're up to. 
And the good thing about Toronto is there's going to be so many alumni around there too, right? Like there's so many guys that we've played with that we're going to bump into. Matt Sandin's going to be in town. Ty Domi's going to be there. Uh, Dougie G's going to be there. Darcy Tucker's going to be floating around. Um, it's going to be a great weekend. And listen, they haven't had sun in Toronto in like 40 days. <laughs> but we're getting sun. Forecast says uh, sunny sun. Friday yeah. and Saturday. So up dog, can't wait to get on the road with you. Uh, like I said, fellas, if you see us, come by, say hello. Um, yeah, you got some new gear. You ready to rock or what? I, I got? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll figure something you out. Got something I, I got a couple. It'll be black on black or yeah. some nice boots. I don't have many uh, winter jackets. They're in Aspen, but I will make it work. I still got time today. See how we're in here so friggin' early. You can go to the store right now. But uh, Maxie Morgan, All Pass Media, thank you. Up Dog, you the man. That was Mr. Curfew, fellas. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.